Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Post 20 Podcast. You are now listening to episode 197. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Evan. Evan, just getting off a nice little double shift at work. How are mm-hmm. we feeling? Oh, feeling good. Got a nice high noon uh, in front of me. Uh, I'm ready to go through what's happened so far, uh, which hasn't been all that much. There's a couple of things to note. Uh, and you know, have a nice, have a nice early night. I'd say the contrary. We last time we recorded was last Thursday. We're recording this June thirtieth, um, the last day of before contract expires. A few people going with the contract expire. We'll get to that, but there's been a lot of moves, especially with Arsenal um, at the start. So we we're going to go through each team roughly what's been going on since the last time we spoke. And yep. then just a general idea of everything else. Obviously, the the Gold Cup's been going on. We can touch on that if we want. But, um, yeah, today's going to be a lighter episode, nothing too much. And then as we get closer to the start of the season, that'll be when things pick up more um, yep. from our side of things. But in alphabetical order here, Arsenal, uh, they officially got the Kai Havertz deal over the line. Uh, Urian Timber is in line to be coming as well, center back from Ajax, who I think was first choice last summer that Ten Hag wanted to bring with him, but then he went with Lissandra Martinez. And then as well as Declan Rice, who hmm. Arsenal managed to beat out City and make a finalize a deal there with West Ham on a, on a certain bid, £100 million plus five in add-ons. Um I think personal terms were already agreed. He wanted to stay in London, close to home. And, yeah, just waiting on the, the structure of the payments. But you guys are – it's not official official yet. Not not Fabrizio, here we go. But you're in line to have spent already over 200 mil. How does this set up your expectations going into the next season? Well, you would expect, based on last year finishing second, that these – purchases should at least secure second place again i mean that is what you what we as fans have we have to expect that um that is a ton of money arsenal do not spend 200 million in every transfer window some clubs are you know they're going to spend 100 mil every year like it's just not surprising it's a bit of a surprise from arsenal um shoring up the midfield we we needed to do that especially with the exit of granite jaca um, but you know, some of the other, like the, the Havert signing still sort of is blowing my mind. Um, but it's another attacking option up forward who, uh, no matter what happened last year or how he's been since the champions league final, where he scored the winning goal, he's been kind of mediocre, but he is a young center forward. He's 24 years old, extremely young, proven in Europe, proven in Germany, proven in England, won a Champions League final, should be able to contribute. And then Urian Timber, who's another young player, a bit undersized maybe uh, for a center back, but uh, I think he could be really, really good as well. And we know Ten Hag has a great eye for talent and was a great manager at Ajax. So um, all of these are players that I, I think are sound obviously very individually talented will they be able to buy right into Mikel's system that he essentially crafted with the players he had uh from the ground up i'm not so sure uh how quickly that'll work but if it does then they should be contending with city and probably liverpool again for the title yeah i really think you're undervaluing this rice move because 
I, I am because uh, we spoke on it last week and you weren't too over the moon about him. But if to... I mean, he's good. He's like the be- he was the best defensive midfielder available in Europe for sure. But uh, like I um I don't know. That's a position you've you've always been looking for for a long time. A six, and he can, know. he can play more than a six. He can play an eight and emergency yep. situations he can play as a center back too yeah um i don't know what it is that that hasn't like fully sold me on race maybe it's because he's coming from west ham right like no matter how good declan rice performs west ham are not going to be uh in the top six they're not going to be world beaters you're not going to see him okay. absolutely stunting in european competition week in and week out like the other you know dms that i think of off the top of my head throughout history really he's like when you look at the fee right you would expect declan rice now to be yaya Torre. like that that that's the sort of expectation that i have and i i'm already considering the fact that he may not live up to that and maybe that's why I'm not excited. And I, that's probably not fair, but uh, I'm skeptical. Last se- This past season was kind of a blip in the year, but the previous two, they f- were competing for top six. They finished sixth and seventh. They just won a European competition. Only conference league, take that as you will. But Yeah, that's nothing. You also got to remember, he's he's kind of being limited to what the squad is around him. Right, And I know. Maybe he'll be able to have more opportunities going forward in the Arsenal team, where there's a bit more structure. We know West Ham is a team that's not the best, not the best when it comes to possession. We saw the latter parts of last season where they just went more direct and route one rather than build up. Where we know Arsenal is a top three, top four team when it comes to build up and possession. So we're going to see a different side of him and potentially a more aggressive side too, scoring. We know he can score some bangers. So. I think he might, he's he's going under your radar, but a lot of people think he's going to push them to that next level, potentially to compete with City again. So, and uh, who knows? I don't know where else you guys can um, build, uh, get that timber over the line. You build up the the, the depth and center back, and other than that, you you've talked about Tamiyasu and and tyranny with their injury issues and whatnot. But that may be something else you can improve on. So, it's a great step in the right direction for Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, I, I will happily eat my eat my words or eat my shoe, whatever you want to say. If Rice turns out to be the thing that puts us over the top, uh, I I am obviously hoping that he is extremely successful and that we are extremely successful. I think I'm just a bit more tentative uh, in you know examining him as like a complete world beater defensive midfielder. That, I guess that's my my final statement. Well. Do you think last year's team was one one or two players away from winning it all? Or do you think you were further away than that? Well, I think further away. I think that it was the... Uh, well, I think we were, one, a center back away because Saliba got injured. Yeah. And then the other part of it, I just think, was like complete mental collapse. But... We saw Partey oh, have a that's bad good. end replacing, of the year. Replacing Partey is, would maybe have been the difference that's a good question actually he's definitely on yeah the, on the outs rice is definitely better than him yeah he's a guy that may be <laughs> heading out with jaka um yeah the only but, only two uh, other guys have left him pablo mary and, and uh, maitland niles so 
I don't think anybody's gonna anybody major is gonna be leaving this squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw I saw today that you guys re-signed that Ethan Nwari on like a yeah. youth scholarship, and then he'll have he'll sign his first professional deal when he's seventeen. He's the he made his uh, record break and debut for Arsenal at only fifteen years old uh, earlier this season. So the youngest player ever to make a Premier League appearance there. So that must be saying something for him going forward. Sure, uh, but um, yeah. Enough of Arsenal. We move on to Villa, who, uh, as of the last couple of days since we recorded, or the last week, they made a, another agreement on a player, Pau Torres, center yeah. back from Villarreal. The, the the rumored fee is around a little over 30 mil. This is a guy that's been a number one priority for Unai to bring with him from Villarreal. So a guy that has a close relationship with the manager. They work together several years and is a well-established center back at the international stage as well as Spain. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't know about you, but now you have four pretty solid first-team center backs. There's going to be a bit of issue there with that starting back four in uh, Mings, Conza, Diego Carlos, who tore his ACL last year. So he's almost signing again and now Pau Torres. So um, how do you see that, that blending there? Well, Pau Torres is 26 and extremely talented. Um, very good. Sort of the, you know, I don't want to say a region of Sergio Ramos, but similar build. Um, very good. Spanish. Uh, and he's pretty young. He's only 26. So I think uh, considering Diego Carlos and, and what happened to his uh, knee last year, it may take time for him to be, um, I think you it was know, a torn Achilles. Oh, was it Achilles? I think that's um, anyway. It was it was a huge injury. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Um, it's going to take time for him to get back to form if he gets back to form. Who knows? Uh, he didn't get hardly any time last year before it happened. Uh, and then you have uh, Ezri Kansa and Tyrone Minx, who both kind of proved themselves last year, uh, especially during that run that Villa made towards the end of the season. They were very very sharp defensively. You know, they weren't asking for much either. Uh, I think Pau Torres is somebody that can that has a higher ceiling than Ezri Kansa. I really like Mings. I think he's extremely good and he's integral uh, to that team and the way that they play. I don't see him moving out, but Kansa, on the other hand, um, I think maybe Pau Torres could could make his way uh, into the lineup or at least share some time with Ezri Kansa. And I would hope that if they buy him for 45 million euros, that he gets some regular time because he's young and I don't want to see the talent wasted there. Yeah, they're going to be fighting on multiple fronts there in the conference league. So short short rests and uh, lots of travel for them Thursday nights into Sunday games, Monday, however they get that scheduled. But um, you got to remember as well, they signed Yuri Tillemans from Leicester City. Yes, as well. they did. So that just adds even more depth to their already talented midfield there with Ramsey, Douglas Louise, and John McGinn leading the line. So, um, and also Bubakar Kamara is like their six alongside Douglas Louise. So there's a lot of competition in there as well in the yeah. midfield. You might even think maybe there may be one guy out, out of the loop and maybe gets loaned out or sold at the end. I don't know, but we'll see. Um, moving on, Bournemouth, they have their new manager. Uh, don't really know. We don't really know anything about him, but they've already made two signings. They've got. They brought in. They brought in uh, Justin Clivert. We yep. talked about last week from from Mourinho's Roma. 
talented winger, and then they made a permanent deal on that uh, Hamid Traore uh, attacking midfielder from Sassuolo who made an instant impact in the winter transfer window. He was really good and then uh, picked up a few injuries during the time, so we didn't really get a full extent of what he could do in a long run with this team. But uh, getting rid of your manager in the off season and going a different direction than the following year where uh, a lot of times we see teams in their second season have a bit of a drop-off, and uh, you can't be having that in the Premier League because it's going to cost you hundreds of millions of uh, dollars. Yeah. Um, I think the story for Bournemouth this season, I know we're talking about transfers and not management. Uh, it's going to be the management. I mean, Tommy Elphick, there is essentially zero in terms of a track record for this guy. He's been the assistant manager uh, for the U21s, and then he was assistant manager uh, last year as well for Bournemouth for a bit. So th- there's not a huge track record there. Um, that junior Traore kit that they brought in is going to be a fucking problem. I can already feel it. He is Ivorian. He's extremely quick. He plays in the attacking midfield. They paid 25.6 for him. I think that's good business. And then you're bringing in the son of Patrick Clivert as well from AS Roma uh, to shore up your attack as well. I think Bournemouth could be could be serious next year in terms of attack um leaving you know leaving a little bit to be desired still i think defensively uh but the transfer has has just opened and her transfer window has just really opened um and if they're able to to shore that defense up a little bit i think bournemouth you know their loftiest goals are probably mid-table but um you know i wouldn't be willing to to throw that out uh, yeah, a 17th position would be perfect for them as long as they can stay yeah. up. And yeah. they they did lose a main guy in the middle, their main six, and Jefferson Lerma, he goes to yeah. Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, so right? They don't really have a set DM in there now who can run the show for them and play the dirty side of the game. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of questions for them going forward. Definitely somebody, a team I'm not really sure about. Uh, a team, though, that I'm pretty sure about that's going to be solid, but we don't know how they're going to be their first six months is Brentford here. Um, oh, yeah. So they already had their issues now with David Raya. They already brought in his replacement in uh, Mark Flecken from Freiburg in the Bundesliga. He is in line for that replacement, but Raya was set to go to Spurs. That's not happening anymore now. Um, there are issues with, with United. We'll get to them later with De Gea, but... Um, now they have two first-team goalkeepers in their team, and uh, they signed Kevin Shadow on a permanent um, after his loan spell last season. So he's going to have to take a big step up with uh, Ivan Tony out. Um, a few guys promoted from the B team. They let their club captain go on a free to Malmo in uh, Paulus Janssen, the 32-year-old Danish center back. So losing some leadership, but bringing in some pretty good young talent so yeah. far. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, it's going to be interesting uh, for for Brentford this season. I am just so hung up on the fact that they will not have Ivan Tony until January. It's it's going to be really really weird. Um, it looks like to me that they're still looking at you know guys at the back. They're looking at Jisoo Kim. Um, who is a 18-year-old Korean center back. His market value is 500,000 euros. That's it. And I guess he would be coming in to replace Pontus Jensen. Um, Nathan Collins, another one that they're looking at. 22-year-old Irishman. Played for Wolves. Um, that, I think, is something that, you know, 
would make sense fits uh Brentford's sort of desires. I mean, they are just an extremely strong defensive team. Um and I'm I'm curious. I mean, they have to bring in another striker, right? They have to bring somebody out. I, and Waymo is good, but I don't and Wissa is good too, but I don't I don't think they're going to be able to be the sort of world beater that they were last year uh without a strong target man in the middle. They play a very very counterattack style so just uh short short guys with big bursts of pace could really change yeah. it for them um and yeah if they bring maybe they bring in somebody on a, a short-term loan until tony gets back i don't know who would be available for that situation maybe they get wow way that's exactly who i was gonna say yep yeah. that is he fits the build perfectly doesn't he yeah, just somebody to hold up the play and let those those smaller forwards run off him would be perfect. That's how it worked with United. And he's got some sort of technical ability as well. If he needs to be asked to that, can play a little bit in the midfield. But I don't think Thomas Frank would ask too much of the man. So uh, still got a little bit of time until preseason tours because Brentford are one of those teams, I think. Are they coming over in the preseason tour? Or am I getting that wrong? Yep, that's right. Yeah, so they're they're gonna have their tour coming up in a few weeks. A lot of these teams are gonna be having to do some business, uh, or are gonna have to accelerate their business in the next week or so before they they go on their travels. But um, moving on to another team coming to America, Brighton haven't made any more signings coming in, but there are a lot of talks on outs. Moises Caicedo, heavily linked with Chelsea, has allegedly already agreed personal terms for a while. Brighton are just a hard team to negotiate with when it comes to departures. And, I mean, Chelsea already have familiarity with them with Graham Potter and Cucurella within the last year. So I'm sure they'll be able to get something done. Chelsea are busy with a lot of people, with a lot of dealings. So could be a stretch thin. But so far, Jao Pedro, apparently their next, their next number nine, 34 mil from Watford, James Milner on a free from Liverpool as well as uh, a guy that might go under the radar here, could be a low-key good fantasy option, uh, Mohamed Dahoud, uh, 27-year-old yeah, center mid, German descent, as well as Syrian. Mm-hmm. Got him on a free. Somebody that may replace that McAllister role. Yeah. So Mahmoud Dahoud coming in from Borussia Dortmund, proven, 27 years old, super young. You throw him right in there with James Milner. Um, you know, I just it's it's nice honestly to see James Milner still playing. Uh he needed to leave Liverpool, but for him to go to a team like Brighton and be able to sort of you know, let his wisdom rub off on some of these other guys. I, I honestly, like, I, I'm happy to see it. I'm really glad that he didn't just retire at Liverpool. Uh, we, we, we know he's played all over the place, Manchester City during our childhood, but mostly Liverpool. Um, it's good. Uh, they definitely have some more moves to make. I don't know about that Jal Pedro signing, um, but we know that, the striker position in general is not where Brighton uh, scored a ton of their goals from. Uh, it was, you know, occasionally Trossard, but most of the time it was from the wing. Uh, Matoma, you got McAllister, pretty much everybody can score on that team. So um, I don't really know if that's it was worth spending 34 million euros on Joe Pedro, especially because he wasn't all that great for Watford. Um, but we will see. 
Yeah, Brighton's not a team that spends that much money on their. That's signings. a lot of money, no? That like that doesn't seem that seems off. It's quite a bit for Brighton historically, but they have they are a striker run by committee type of deal where mm-hmm. I don't think any other. It strikers, doesn't matter. None of their strikers played like a full ninety minutes. It was always sixty to seventy, and another guy would come in whether it was Ferguson or Welbeck, Undav at times, and CISO who towards the end started playing more behind the striker or out on one of the flanks when Solly March was injured. So a lot of versatility. And I was looking at their depth chart with center mids and with McAllister gone and considering Caicedo is going to be leaving now, that leaves you Dehoud, Milner, Billy Gilmore, Pascal Gross, and uh, Jakob Mulder as the main six midfielders. So um, one other guy linked right now that, the only one that's been mainly linked is a highly sought-after guy for IX, Mohamed Kudus. The I think he's Ghanaian, I believe. Yeah, Kudus is as yeah. Yeah, he's linked. He's an attacking mid who could also play a McAllister role. Primarily, he could play attacking mid. He could play off on the right, as well as up top. He's made 21 appearances for Ghana since 2019, scoring seven goals. So. And uh, has played most of his time in the Eredivisie. 63 matches, 16 goals, 8 assists. So he's a creative attacking guy going forward who potentially they could bring in for around 30 mil and make it definitely double their money if they play their cards right how that, how they've been the, uh, the last couple of years. Yep. Okay. Move on to Burnley. First newly promoted team we talk about. I'll be honest with you, the last couple of days I've been grinding, like looking at stats, trying to get an idea who their main guys are, um, highlights, uh, highlight clips on YouTube, sorry. And uh, they, have a, they have a handful of guys that have really been popping out to me. Uh, but for signings, I, I can't really speak on anybody they're bringing in. Jordan Bayer from Mutch and Gladbach, as well as Dara. O'Shea from West Brom, two center backs. So we know Burnley historically are defense first, but under Vincent Company, these guys scored over 100 goals in the championship and have played a completely different style. So they're definitely one of the teams I'm most excited to watch. Uh, they bring in a goalkeeper on a free, potentially on a backup goalkeeper there. And then uh, Michael Obafemi, 22-year-old center forward from Swansea on an undisclosed fee. Uh, guys they let go Matthew Loughton they let him go on a free we saw him previously up with Burnley Ashley Barnes he stays in the championship with Norwich uh, Will Norris goes to Portsmouth and um, yeah what do you think about Burnley here there's a few guys I'll let you speak and then just talk about who they're, the guys I'm looking out for Um, I mean I I genuinely don't know what to expect from uh, from Bournemouth again next year like I know that they came it came right up, um, and company has essentially totally transformed them into some new free flowing or free flowing company ball team. Um, but like when I look at the team on paper, I don't know, I don't know how crazy it's going to be. For, you know, I don't think they're going to pump like they did in the championship all of last year. We saw how poor they were under Dice when they went down. And the transfers, the guys that they're bringing in, like this isn't extremely uh, inspiring to me. Jordan Byer, Dara O'Shea, and O'Shea, I've heard the name. I I know there are people out there that were looking at him in general. Um, 
like I don't know how inspired I am by their their strike force. I don't. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sold on Burnley, um, but I am excited to at least see uh, how these guys play under company. Because to be fair, I didn't. I didn't get to see enough of it um, last year while they were in the championship. Saw a few games, but nothing you know extensive. Yeah, their main strikers are gonna be Jay Rodriguez and yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't know if they're going to keep Valvey Course. Uh, that that's going to depend on the next couple of weeks. We'll see if company sells him on or something. I just saw there were rumored links with him going to Everton. That would be a perfect signing for Everton. Just something somebody massive. Um, but the main guy I'm interested in watching is Emmanuel Benson. Emmanuel Benson. This guy scored 11 goals last year in the championship. Didn't play every single game, but when he did, this guy was electric, cutting in off on the right wing to on his left foot, curling him in like Mo Salah. Like, this guy has some insane highlights. Uh, Anis Zarari is another guy off on one of the wings. Creative. Josh Brownhill has taken his game to the next level under company. And then uh, Connor, Connor Roberts and Vitinho are their fullbacks who are pretty attacking. And got involved heavily in the game. Um, e. Matson was there on loan last season from Chelsea. I think with our left back position being clogged with Cucurella and Chilwell, not really leaving much option for him to get game time with us from the first team. Uh, I think he'd be willing to go back to Burnley, whether it's on a permanent or a loan. Ideally, another year on loan. But he was another guy that played really well for them. So uh, they have a lot of guys I'm interested in seeing, and uh, going forward, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Chelsea, they're next up. Officially, yep. as of today, we confirmed the signing of Nicholas Jackson, center forward from Villarreal for 37 mil. Uh, Christopher Nkunku, since last time we spoke, officially signed. That was that deal's been done since January, December. He comes in for 60 mil. Um, and then the, the big out, as of a, a day or two ago, Mason Mount agrees to go to Manchester United. The club's agreed on a 60 million pounds um tough to see uh, apparently his wage was only increased by 50 grand so not very much of an increase yeah. for him he just wanted to Crazy. get the fuck out that's upsetting we talked about kai havertz kovacic officially went to city uh kulabali went to al halal mendy went to el ali ruben off his cheek as of today recording went to ac milan for 16 mil plus four as well as upsetting news, Hakeem Ziyech failed his medical in Saudi. So he is stuck with us until we can figure out another team for him to go to. Apparently there was a knee injury or something that was brought up that couldn't be dealt with, I guess. So they pulled out of the deal. I don't have all the information, but it seems like that, that move is dead in the water at this point. Yep. So that's kind of upsetting. I mean... I don't know. It, I guess it's tough. Like it sucks to see it for Zia, but he's his best years are definitely behind him. I think um, anybody that's on their way to Saudi is pretty much just taking the check. So it, it sucks, but uh, I'm not I'm not losing any sleep over it. Unfortunately. Yeah, we also confirmed a signing of a 18 year old wonder kid from Santos, Angeli Angelo Angelio. Mm -hmm. um, he'll be. Coming over, and I think we uh, we officially sign or we 
got a majority stake in FC Strasbourg from Liga. I don't know if we touched that right. last time. So we're growing our multi-club um, brand and uh, system. So he may a go feeder network. Yeah, he may go play in Liga for the season because maybe there's. I don't think there'll be a clear path for him to get game time. Um, so that's a good signing there for the future. We're linked with Gabri Vega now after the Mount exit. He's apparently with the 35 million euro release clause. That's a guy that's been linked with Liverpool and City as well. Um, and then uh, an exit, Cesar Azpilicueta agreed to go to Inter, but now at the 11th hour, Atletico Madrid is coming in for him which is a much more idealist uh, ideal move for him because he wants to go back to live in Spain as last year he was going to go to Barca since uh, Matt Doherty's contract expired with Atletico so now there's an opening in their team so he may go there Pulisic as well is apparently linked to go in Milan AC Milan uh, there's, there's a lot going on with Chelsea that um, and then uh, as of tomorrow starts potch officially under contract and i think he is coming in on monday to make his first appearance yep so a lot of information to talk about with chelsea yeah there is i mean i think it's good that chelsea are finally going to have Nkunku. i think that's that's a absolutely fantastic thing uh he's more of a center forward than a true center you know real first striker um but it has been a long wait for Nkuku to come in he, he's finally here uh, I'm super excited to see what he does you know as the first choice striker in this team Havertz is gone you don't have to worry about pretty much any competition whatsoever uh they brought in this Nicholas Jackson kid but he is 22 years old I do not see a world where Nico Jackson is like in the starting 11 every week, unless he's truly just absolutely stunting uh, on the training pitch. I, I don't see it happening. And Kunku will walk right into the side on the other hand. So that'll be interesting. Uh, looks like Lukaku is going to be bought by Inter. Again, no competition for Nkunku. And it looks like you guys have cut all the dead weight. So these guys respond to Pochettino right away then Chelsea are going to be you know six seven eight places higher at least than they were last season and you guys are kind of refilling the transfer kitty uh as well Koulibaly gone Kovacic gone Havertz gone for 70 mil Mendy gone RLC gone um I don't know man this could be this could be uh a really really interesting season for them um, there's a couple of guys that I wish they would have retained. Maybe Zakaria being one of those players, but I guess he wasn't in Poch's plans. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I think this is going to be a much better season for Chelsea. And I think uh, Nkunku could be one of those players, maybe the player that we thought Timo Werner was going to be. Yeah, we've officially gotten rid of 10 or 11 guys, and I think there's another four or five. And not cheap guys either is the thing. Yeah, uh, I guess before we move on, the the talk the last couple of days has been um, sports washing with Piff having uh, money invested in Clear Lake or Clear yeah I think Clear Lake investment the the, the majority stakeholder in Chelsea now with yeah. the top bullies in so people were saying that Saudi's just paying back uh, Bowley they're just buying into their own investment 
and uh, it's too convenient that Saudi is just buying all of Chelsea's players. So do you think it's more of that side, or do you think it's just a, a perfect situation where you have one club with a lot of players they need to, they want to sell, and you have a league that's looking to buy top-tier talent? I mean, you're when you so here's how I see it. When you are selling players to Saudi, you're essentially just like quick selling them, right? Like your non-rare golds, you're just quick selling on FIFA. Right. You know that they're going to sell, you know you're going to get a set amount. And in this case, the set amount is like way higher than anybody else would pay. But you know they're going to go, you know the medicals and everything are pretty much going to go off without a hitch. Um, is there some sort of uh corruption yeah probably but that's like literally every fucking club in europe these days so besides the german clubs like i don't i don't really know what what people want the the owners to do like i like sports washing fucking sucks yes i know but if you're not a moron then you don't have to buy into it you can separate the sports from the situation itself and just watch the football um but yeah, like you probably there probably is something more shady going on, and it's probably not just a coincidence. But I'm at the point now where like I've dealt with all this live shit, where it's like I just don't, I don't even fucking care. Uh, it's terrible the human rights violations and all of that shit in terms of sports washing. Like I know what they're trying to uncover, and they're not buying my loyalty at all. But um, you know, I just kind of want to watch the sports, you know. I just don't see how people can have a comment on all that all that stuff. Meanwhile, six, seven months ago, you were happily watching the World Cup in Qatar. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, people are just so blind. Like, it's just such misplaced anger and shit like that. It's so stupid. Everybody had to make sure they said on top of the broadcasts and stuff that, like, we're not happy that we're going here to do this and that and, this, and then like there, you still have to go because you're getting paid to do that and that's your job right. and you enjoyed it and people were saying it was the best world cup ever because i mean messi won it so that that adds a lot of points to it but yeah yeah it's just i mean you just want to see the sport at the highest level so and um if saudi has the money to spend they're going to spend it they i think i was hearing they said they have hundreds and hundreds of trillions of dollars to spend they they yeah, physically cannot spend all of it fast yep. enough. Yep. It's like a pile of gold. And if I'm a player, I'm going there for a year or two. And then people... Yeah, fuck it. If you're done. No, it's not even that. Like you got uh people in their primes, like Ruben Neves is in his mid twenties and he went there. People think his career's over. I mean, it's no different than if he went to Spain for two years and then came back. Like he can still come back. I don't understand yeah. why these people think it's over. But there, yeah, but here's the thing that people that like maybe you're not considering here is why would you continue to put your body on the line if you get that paycheck? That's why people think the guys are going to get the check. They're going to play the two years that they're required, and then they're going to fuck off to a private island, which, let me tell you something, is exactly what I would do. I think that's why people are saying he's like these players are done. They're never going to play after again or again after they finish their contracts, because what unless they are truly in love with the game and if they if they were, by the way, they wouldn't go to Saudi Arabia, then what's the point? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. Like, I just, I can't see somebody going to Saudi Arabia and then, like, Ronaldo. Like, you think he's coming back after this? I mean, people said the same thing about 
MLS or China previously? Like, well, Ch- China is an interesting one. That that is curious because a lot of those players did come back, but I don't know. We may need to do a pod special on the Chinese Super League. That was a crazy era. We're we're gonna have a invest crime investigation side of the the show to go into. Yeah, because that's just like dead now. Nobody's there. Oscar, that's a oh yeah, just Oscar at Shanghai Shenua. Ledge. Um, hmm. Okay, that's a definitely a put one put in the folder for future. But yep, uh, Crystal Palace not as much business. We talked Jefferson Lerma is their only official signing. Uh, they let go of Jack Butlin on a free to Rangers and uh, Milhojevic and MacArthur left on a, they let their contract expire. But injury news for them. Michael Alisse picked up a hamstring injury in the U21 Euros, I think. He's out for the start of the season as well. Wilford Zaha's contract expires tomorrow. He yep. hasn't signed a new deal. Um What's going on with Roy and Steve Parrish on the board? I don't know, but I saw Will Zaha post like an extremely cryptic thing on his Instagram he did story. Buy his, uh, he did buy his local club with Stormzy. Yeah. Croydon. What's... What, ninth, oh, Croydon. The ninth tier. Oh, nice. Um, maybe he's I don't going know to play what's, there. Yeah, maybe. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. I mean, Wilf isn't necessarily young at this point. 30. Um, 30 that's yeah i don't know um palace haven't done anything and i feel like at least signing zaha would be it'd be important but at the same time like he has been linked with saudi i know do you want to just give the young guys a chance to like run it up but do you want to give them a chance under roy hodgson I mean, they seemed to play well for him last year when Wilf wasn't there. Do you think they just carry the momentum? Because I think maybe that's that's kind of what they're looking to do. I mean, they do have three strikers already on the team, and Edward, Mateta, and Ayu. And we've seen Ayu yeah. does better off on one of the wings. So he might have to start on the left, and Eze in behind or on the right. I don't sure. Know. I don't know. They definitely need to make a few signings. They've been one of the more quieter sides go moving forward but and not a lot of links for purchases either um, yeah so i don't know it should be interesting but uh we move on to everton another team with no incomings but quite a bit of outgoings we said about vague courses linked there what do you um what they're definitely going to be in that mix for relegation again yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. We've already is talked that, about that. Is the number nine spot the number one priority for them? Yeah. I mean, you don't think he can be uh, DCL again, right? I just don't think he's healthy enough. I think you just expect he's going to play half this season. I think half of this season would be sick for them. Um, they could get a quarter of the season. That's probably what they're expecting. Yes. I don't know, man. It, it's it's crazy. They got they got Moise Keen back from from yeah, Juve. They, they sold, uh, and then they sold him again. <laughs> I know for thirty mil. That would have been the guy that they needed to keep because Moise Keen was was absolutely mega there. Like he would be just. They kept blowing him out. He went to he was with I know PSG he's been all over. And then went to Juve and. They've made they've made ninety two million pounds on strikers in the last two years between Richarlson and Keane. 
Right, but they don't have one now. They, they brought in Neil Mopai, who was a complete bust. Yeah, it was shit. What'd they pay for Mopai last year? Anything? Was he a free? He may have been a free. They got him from from Brighton. From Brighton. Um, I'd, uh, Let me get the number here. I'd have to look, but um, still, I mean, number nine's the main issue. We know the, the midfield. 12 mil. 12. Sorry. From Brighton, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... They gotta they gotta spend more than that. They have to buy somebody there. The rest of the team is not like great either. Um, but like you gotta get somebody out on the pitch that can fucking score. You're gonna put ten behind the ball with Sean Dyche at, at the manager position anyway. So whatever. Like they're getting um, uh, Jean Philippe Cabaman back. He's a, a big guy in the center of the park adding on to the gigantic human beings they already have in the middle of the park. The game plan is going to be the same. You got to get somebody quick. You got to get somebody at least somewhat skilled and talented on the ball uh, that maybe a Wobie can feed the ball to and just hope and pray that you can nick a goal or two here and there and maybe not be in the relegation zone. I mean, Everton's uh, goals are so low um, and you have to just get something at the striker position because DCL is not going to do it for you. He is going to get injured. There is no doubt. Yeah, Damari Gray is linked to leave potentially. He was another guy linked with Saudi. He's currently playing in the Gold Cup with Jamaica. A few guys changed their nationalities to Jamaica and they're making Jamaica a pretty big powerhouse in this Gold Cup. Um, but yeah, the number nine is their main issue. Midfield's decent. We saw James Gardner come into his own towards the latter end of the season there he came from man united onana another signing for them decore uh awobi mcneil turned out to be decent and now they let yuri uh yuri mina go so now they have their main center back pairing between michael Keane and james tarkowski who were formerly at burnley so the backbone's there but it just comes down to producing the goals as you say yeah uh, we move on to fulham no incomings um no major outgoings, but Willian was given a new contract, a year extension. He declined it, and he's potentially linked with another unnamed Premier League club. So we're going to see him around probably stay in the league, but he's not going to be with Fulham. That's a major loss for them. Yeah. Um, I just completely lost my train of thought. Keep going, and maybe I'll pick it back up. Rumored with Yuri Mina, low chance there. Callum Hudson Odoi on the outs of Chelsea with the loss of William. That could be somebody definitely. I was thinking Harry Wilson would take a step up in his play. Uh, they did loan Jan Dan James from last season, so they lost him too. So they have a lot of wing, as well as um, your boy Manor Solomon. He left. Yes. He was on loan from Shakhtar, and apparently Tottenham may be in for him. So they have a lot of uh, openings on the wings. Manor Solomon would be the perfect player at Tottenham. He's Israeli uh, and Jewish. He'd fit right in. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I I don't know, man. Fulham not a ton of business here, man. We got to get something going here because although they had a decent season last year, uh, there's got to be some sort of. Uh, incoming players to juice up the attack and maybe take a little bit of weight off of Mitrovic because we saw how easily or how quickly they fell uh, when Mitrovic went out or when he was suspended, when he was injured. And that that timeout is only going to go up as he ages. 
yeah, attacking reinforcements are number one for them. Speaking of attacking reinforcements, Liverpool, McAllister obviously being their main one they brought in. As of today, Fabio Carvalho was loaned out to Red Bull Leipzig on a year loan. And in return, in return, as of a few hours ago, Dominic Zabuzlai, the Hungarian mm-hmm. captain, attacking midfielder, dynamic player, 70 million pound release clause was hit today, was going to expire tonight if they didn't yep. get the deal done. He's coming in. Now that they have a one-two punch, Zabuzlai and McAllister in the midfield, how big of an improvement to that midfield is uh, Liverpool at now? I mean, I, it's like, we're paying $70 million for a fucking Hungarian guy. This guy or, is a baller. No, I know. He's he's all right. I'm not fucking sold on him at, a, at 22 years old, coming from Germany. Like, I'm, I'm not sold on this guy coming in. I think what we saw from McAllister last year, like, that's that's a bona fide pro. He's he's sick. He's very good. I've seen the tape on Sobo's lie. I don't know. I'm not totally sold. That's a shit ton of money. Um, but it's good. I mean, these are good moves. Uh, Liverpool are doing precisely what I asked them to do, which was replace your aging midfield with younger players. They've got a 22-year-old and a 24-year-old. Both of these guys are attacking midfielders, and then you have Trent, who's moved into the defensive midfield role. So... They've basically done everything that we've asked them to do. Cut the dead weight. I don't think Fabio Carvalho was the player they wanted him to be last year when he did get a chance. Admittedly, it wasn't all that much time. Um, and then Milner's gone and Nabikita's gone. So, and Ox. And Ox is gone too. I don't even count him. He doesn't even <laughs> have a club now. He's he's dead. He should come back and he should be the next Gunner Soros. Um, he's only but 29. Yeah. I know. But you think anybody's like jump like a top eight club is jumping in for him? Maybe West Ham or something like that. Uh, maybe West Ham. I don't know. He's definitely on the Jesse Lingard path. He may be doing yeah. a one year mercenary run with the team, newly promoted team. Who it knows? was good for a while, but yeah, I don't. I mean, Liverpool are just making smart uh, decisions. I think seventy mil is a lot for Sobos Uh I just like it a lot because. I've been thinking the last two years he was going to go to United, but now they took yeah. him out to, rip, to in that in that uh, play style. But he's Hungarian, and I'm Hungarian, so like I love this move for him. Um, You're Hungarian? Yeah, my mom. I thought you guys side. were Croatian. There's like bits of that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So you got. Um, I want to do like a Baring Puskas blood. Yeah, I want to do one of those ancestry things. Or I, wanted, I, I did more. mine. It was underwhelming. Yeah. Well, that might be a future reveal on here. We'll do something on the Instagram video. That'd be hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Luton Town, another team don't really know much about. Uh, it was just I was just watching stuff on their number nine, Morris. Yeah. His best ever season, scored 20 goals. Definitely somebody going forward that they're going to need. Uh, they've made a signing uh, for, oh, God. Che Dwazi uh, Ogbene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, t- yeah. Uh, right winger. He's Irish and Nigerian. Nice little mix there. Right winger from Rotherdam, Rotherham. Um, this is last year's Bournemouth. Everybody thinks they're coming dead last. Well, I'm not going to make that mistake again. 
I'm just not going to do it. Too I mean, to say. Uh, it's too early to say. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. Their manager is a Welsh lad, Rob Edwards, aged 40, um, currently on contract until 2026. Maybe they've got plans with this guy. And anytime I see somebody with a Nigerian flag, age 26, and they're a winger, I just go immediately down to the old days when I was thinking about Ahmed Musa, mm. when I was thinking about Dumbia, who is mm. actually Ivorian. Never know, man. Case. Some of these guys are fucking quick. That's all I have to say. Uh, to the other end of the spectrum, we go Man City. We talk about Kovacic, their first official signing, a little under 30 mil. Um, comes in as the Gundogan replacement. Last time we talked, he now makes his move official to Barcelona on a free, um, yep. as well as Benjamin Mendy. They let go of him. Um, <laughs> for Wasn't reason. he raping people? Yeah. That's him, right? Yeah, that was all flying under the radar, more so than the, the Greenwood side of Manchester. But, yeah, two two outs there. Kovacic comes in. What do you think about Kovacic coming into this team as the good one replacement? Let me tell you something right now. Mateo Kovacic will somehow, just like I thought about Gundogan when he came in here, thought like, eh, he's fine. He'll do a job. Kovacic, your name his name will be in everyone's mouth by the end of next season. He's going to be fucking sick. And I don't know if it's because of individual skill or because of Pep, but it will happen. Uh, I'll put a bet on that. We'll figure that out. There's, he, he does not score more than five goals. I don't know, bro. Just Something's hit. telling me. He, After watching him for four years at Chelsea, he does not score goals. He had the one worldie against Liverpool. Oh, that was a screamer, though. But, yeah, but other than that, <laughs> he does nothing scoring-wise. He's he's just a guy that can get the ball from box to box, and once he gets it there, like he just fumbles on it. It's just tough. To I watch. mean, he pulls he pulls the strings well enough. Yeah, like, yeah, he'll be a solid enough replacement, I think, for Gundogan to the point where if he can get the ball, just to lay it off to. Uh, What's his name to uh, Grealish or Allen? Then yeah. like it'll be a fine signing. The other major link they have is Joseph Gvardi, old center back from Leipzig, Croatian. Leipzig want hundred mil for this guy. It's probably worth that. To be fair, we saw what he did at the World Cup with Croatia. It was an absolute powerhouse with the face mask on. Um, his market value is seventy five mil. That I think that would be a record. Uh, world for a, center, for a defender. For a defender, I think. Yeah, I think the the records, Maguire or Van Dijk. Uh, like, unfortunately, it is Maguire. I think like seventy or eighty mil, and that would blow it out of the water. Um, yeah. A hundred mil on a center back for a team that was already joint best defensive team. What message does that send? We have enough money to buy whoever we wanted. We don't care if you care. Yeah. I mean. I, like I wouldn't surprise me if they just ripped a hundred mil off, but if they would have um, stole rice from you, like he's not playing every game there. That would have just been like a fun nah, game. You not. can't have him. That's like a Chelsea that's, move. That's exactly what it would be. And I was fully expecting it to happen, but I genuinely think like Pep and Arteta are like actual friends. And yeah. I I feel like Pep was like, you know, send him an email or was like, I'm not gonna fuck with you like that. Like it, I know we won last year, but I wouldn't do that to you. They just let them buy him. Because um, you you know he they could have just said, 
okay, I know you want to do a hundred for you know hundred at Arsenal. Can we give you two hundred? They're pretty strict on their spending. Well, yeah, because they well they have to be strict right now because of their fucking. They're under the microscope. Yeah, although until it, when it gets shifted to Chelsea, then they'll start getting more involved. Uh, there's going to be a lot of paperwork to sort through at Chelsea. You're a couple years away from being under the microscope, I think. Yeah, Project 2030. Um, right. That's yeah, exactly. There have been some a lot of coaching exits for Pep. A lot of Pep's guys are getting taken. We're seeing like uh, somebody's at Austin FC now. Yeah, the one of his assistants is the sporting director. I think there is the head coach now. I don't know. He's he joined off Austin FC. There was another one that left. He joined another club, I think, in Spain or somewhere. I I'm not entirely sure, but he lost two of his staff. Uh, yeah. How big of an impact is that? Like losing your staff, I, uh, guys that you're with day in and day out. Was, I I mean, it's like a comfort thing more than anything, right? You know that when you go to the office, like. You you know who you expect to see at the water cooler, and I know it's not like that in a football locker room, but yeah. it is a comfort thing when you like lose coworkers and you get new coworkers in. Right. You have to be so cautious about what you say, about what you do, about if those are people you can trust or not, and whether we we want to treat it like it's just a, a job for some of these guys or not, like. That is what it is. It's it's a adjustment period and losing guys that you know have bought into your system already and are uh, committed to furthering whatever sort of agenda you're trying to push as the man at the top. Losing those guys is really tough. So I think uh, we've got we've got some things to keep our eyes on for sure. All right, um, we go to the red side of Manchester. The most recent yeah. out is Zidane Iqbal, center mid, twenty year old, goes to FC Urek in uh, the Danish yeah. league, I believe. Utrecht, yeah. Utrecht, okay, thank you. Um, uh-huh. Mason Mount comes in, as well as the next guy up they're trying to get is Andre Onana, goalkeeper from Inter Milan. And with that being said. The rumors uh, the last couple of days were that David De Gea's contract expiring this summer. They handed him a, a new deal, and it was on reduced wages. And then apparently the club pulled it, so yep. he might be leaving this summer. That's very true. I've seen it uh, multiple different uh, sources, and even Fabrizio Romano tweeted that it is possible that. David De Gea leaves uh, if things aren't figured out there shortly. So uh, I don't know, man. It could be weird. I mean, the next he had some absolutely horrendous mistakes this year. A yeah, he still more, won the Golden more, Glove more than usual. But yeah, um, we know Ten Hag wants to to take the next step because they were there's such a big gap from from them in third to second. So improving the goalkeeper's footwork and good building out of the back is a must and we've seen to hey it's he's not really built for this era of goalkeeping yeah well wait a minute have you seen that so you know that united were in for kim min jay right yeah he went to Bayern, and he's going to Bayern. so i don't know what the fee was but united were in desperate need of a center back to replace mcguire yeah. uh, i know martinez is like all right but they need somebody like super sick and he was that guy 
and they just let him walk right out. So I don't know if they didn't really want him that bad or and like if it was just overblown how, how in United were for him uh, or if Kim and Jay just wants to actually win uh, and that's why he went to Bayern or what. But uh, that's tough. They just sent Sabitzer back to Bayern too. So Yeah, we saw... United, United have some holes, man. They got holes again. We saw the same situation happen one or two summers ago when Delic was going to go to the Prem and then Bayern yeah, came and he went to Bayern. So they've done this before. I think I think it was around 50 mil for Kim and Jay. And that's the second year in a row that they just that Napoli lost their best center back last year Koulibaly and this year Kim and Jay who was Koulibaly's replacement. So one year in yep. Italy and he's going to Bayern. So um, good career path for him so far. Uh, last thing on United before we move on, they, they are linked with Caicedo, but that was kind of a smokescreen to get this Mount deal over the line. What role does Mason Mount play in this team? Uh, I don't know, dude. That's a good question. He was so shit last year when he played, and then he got injured. So I think this could be a return to form for Mason Mount. I don't know if he necessarily fits the Ten, ten Hog uh they play a, system they play but... four two three one we saw yeah. he's probably gonna play the ericsson role yeah ericsson may be on the outs they play mount as an eight bruno as the 10 or vice versa i don't think him and bruno get along but i think mount to, to be honest with you i think mount's a better player than bruno is like I, I i truly do when when that's mount that, was just that's a good debate yeah, when Mount was cooking at maximum maximum volume, maximum yeah. speed at Chelsea, like he looked ungodly, so good. Um, but he wasn't really, really shit last year. I think he lost all of his confidence, and I don't think he was happy at Chelsea in general. So I don't know, man. Uh, kids his age, 24, he's a year younger than me. They grew up watching United. Uh, most of them have a secret hidden place, whether they publicly supported United or not. Uh, that were huge fans of that team, and I think it's totally possible that Mount gets uh, gets in the red kit for the first time and says, "Fuck it, you know, let's let's go ball out." Uh, so, like, maybe it's not his native position. Maybe he's not playing the ten, but uh, I think he could be a good eight. They're building quite a lot of good English talent on that team. You could, yeah, have, they are. You could have a potential lineup with Juan Bissaka, Luke Shaw, Mason Mount, Jaden Sancho, and Marcus Rashford all on that team. All English. Well, let's not call Jaden Sancho good, but the rest of them are pretty good. <laughs> okay. Um, they're definitely... How about, Ra- how about Rabio coming in, potentially? No, that they were doing that last year. I don't know. It's His, his agent's his mom. That's uh, uh, that's fucking weird. So she's ride or die. Like she's gonna fucking. That's so squeeze. weird. She's gonna she's gonna squeeze every fucking penny out of them like Daniel Levy would. Oh man. All right. Uh, they're definitely not done for the summer. They definitely have more moves in them. Under the radar, nobody's talking about Newcastle. We talked last week. Seventy mil for Sandro Tonali. Yeah. Love it. Tino Livermento is the next guy linked from Southampton. Yep. Fullback could be taking the Dan Byrne position at left back. Dep- a guy ex Chelsea as well got relegated. They could get him on a cheap deal, but um, the only signing they've done officially uh, is a young Cuba Minte, eighteen year old. 
the Gambia winger. They got him yep. from the sweet or yeah Danish league from yes. Odense. So um, they're kind of low key. The the Tali one's the big one though. Yeah, and there is word that they are going after Nicolo Barella as well. Yeah. So that I mean, that would just be crazy. one of the most unbelievable midfields ever. I mean, we're talking about like some truly sick shit. Tonali is incredible. He's so good, and he's only twenty three. Um, Barella is another. He Barella's twenty six. His market value is a bit higher than Tonali is. Tonali's is. Um, I think either of them, and they're definitely getting Tonali. Both of them walk right into the team, and we would be looking at like a serious powerhouse next year uh, in Newcastle. And they were already incredible uh, this year, so or this past year. So uh, I'm excited to see. Yeah, they're going to be really scary next year. They're building. I never. A, they're building a machine out uh, in the north. I never thought Sandro Tonali would be playing under Eddie Howe, but here I am. That's just the Premier League with all the money, <laughs> I know. Man. It's fucking crazy. Good for Eddie Howe, though. Like, it, it is sick to see him get some some really nice new toys. Like, he's got he's a Ferrari. The, do you think he's the Newcastle manager in two years? Or do you think they so. build something enough to where they, they can attract a manager of the next tier? I mean, they'd be looking at, like, Zidane managers like that so that's what i mean like are they going to get to that point where they can bring in the the top of the top like a clop level like those Mourinho? well this is the year we have to see what happens this year and if they falter then yes i think he's immediately out at the end you know or at whenever things start to go down and they bring in somebody of that higher quality well, like we, i know i know if they gave zidane you know a fuck ton of money he would just come manage them he doesn't care what would you say is their their goal finish? Top six again, or or top four? Top it, within the top three positions, I think. Top three and compete like knockout stage of Champions League. Yeah, and I think they could. Like genuinely, I think they could. If they defend the way they defended last year, I, I have zero doubts that Newcastle are going to be like sick as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yep. I, I can't argue that. Um, Forrest only signing listed is Chris Wood. They let go nice. of a shit ton of people that they brought in on a year. Jack Colback, Jordan Smith, Adnan, Kinnerick, Cafu, not the legend Cafu, different Cafu, Andre Ayu, <laughs> Jesse Lingard, Lyle Taylor, as well as uh, Kaylor Navas and Renan Lodi were on loan. So, uh, Lost, lost a lot of guys there for our boy Steve Cooper, but um, they're linked. God, with, he's such an ugly cunt. They're linked with Mateus, center mid from SC Braga in Portugal, as well as Callum Hudson Odoi, another guy that's highly sought after. Could definitely get a move uh, because yeah. I don't, I, I don't think he's in the plans for Potch. Yeah. Um, moving on, Sheffield United, no incomings. Let a, a got a lot of guys go on freeze, uh, or let their contracts go. Billy Sharp, legend of Sheffield, uh, I think he's the top scorer in the championship all time. On the Billy top, Sharp? Yeah, I think he's the top championship scorer. Uh, Thirty-seven years old. 
He scored 130 goals in 399 championship matches. That's Jesus got, Christ. That is. That's him. And then the second one is Bedford Jezzard, who has no profile picture on transfer market. Mitrovic scored a third in one season of that. That's fucking mental. He also has 104 goals in League One and in 172 games. This guy's a fucking ledge. He's a demon. He started his career at Sheffield in 04-05, and he's leaving Sheffield now, 18 years later. Wow. Good for him. Um, but yeah, this is a team that I wanted to get into tonight film-wise, but we recorded, so I can push it to tomorrow. But they have this guy um, in die on their team. This is the number one guy I'm looking out for out of the newly promoted teams. This guy is fucking cracked. This He's good. Is not Sheffield United like typical style. Ilman Ndai, 23 year old Senegalese, uh, born in France, has played seven times for Senegal. This guy is a attacking mid. He can play striker. He's valued at 18 mil. He joined Sheffield in 2020 from or no sorry he joined 2019 to sheffield u21 team from Bournemouth in the non-league i say this yeah so this guy like just watch highlights of him this guy is unbelievable like, he's dribbling through people like he's hazard he plays at the 10 primarily he's like in the 99 percentile for um, one-on-ones taking people Take on. On, like, yeah. this guy loves taking people on he is definitely somebody that is going to make or break whether they stay up or not this is interesting I'll have to I'll have to watch some film tonight yeah him and Manuel Benson those are the two guys I tell you to look on highlights. I've heard his name before and I've seen Endai obviously I've seen the name but I haven't I would watch him play. So he was with the Sheffield team that got relegated most recently, but he only played like one game. Yeah, and the last two years he became like a, a first team guy for them. So he is cool. he is in the squad's future. Uh, we go to Tottenham, who have made mm -hmm. a lot of business and is flying under the radar. Number one, James Madison for forty six million pounds a year ago. He was being told. He was or Leicester was telling Arsenal eighty mil for him. Tot yeah. Tottenham get him for almost half of that. How big of a signing is that alone? Before we get into the other ones, I mean, it's, how, it's how much huge. production increase does that go to Son and Kane? A lot. Uh, it allows Son to. Well, let's not say Son and Kane yet. I I would truly like to make sure that Kane. I mean, is that signing. takes that takes pressure off Son. Yeah, it does. That Son doesn't. He doesn't have to be the number two. No, it can just be a striker, basically. They could play with two strikers. They could play narrow now if they want. Um, I mean, I don't know what they do with Kulisevsky in that, but I don't know. Um, what this, I don't know what this manager plays. I don't know what his formation is because they're no. not. They're not going to play the three-four-three. Ange plays. I think it's. Does he play four in the back? I think it's four-three-three. Like I think he plays a four-three-three flat. Like that's what he does. I just, I just fucking watched an interview about this guy too. And it's already escaping so me. They have, a, um, they have a front four of Kane, Son, Kulisevsky, and Madison, and then you have Charleston off the bench. Yeah. Like they should so, they should be scoring 70, 80 goals again. 
Yeah, they should. I think they're going to leak a lot of goals immediately just because I don't think that they're going to have their full defensive situation set up. Um, but they have made a huge signing with Madison. Like, if he is even uh, half of how good he was last year for Leicester and how good he's been really for them in the past three, four years, um, Tottenham have absolutely stolen him for for under 50 mil that's a that's a huge signing i would have happily taken him at arsenal last year that was before we saw how mental uh martin odegaard was but that's uh that's a great signing and i don't think tottenham are even close to done i think they've got their eyes on some guys uh to sharpen up that that center back position uh, they fucking better that's all i have to say yeah, we talked earlier about they were linked with David Raya. That fell through. They did sign a Vicario, goalkeeper from Empoli, for yeah. 20 mil. So that's potentially the Loris replacement. We could be seeing Loris leave this year. Um, I don't know if I don't. It doesn't make sense for him to start again after the way that the last year ended. So um, he's potentially on the outs. And there is the talks of once again, like last year. Harry Kane may be leaving, but he I think the odds on is Bayern, but I don't see him leaving. He wants to break Shear's record. Um, yep. They are saying he's building a property like 15 miles from Chelsea's training facility. So oh, brother. I don't know. I think he stays. He stays this year, plays with Spurs, and then next year is going to be absolute pandemonium. Yep. Because wherever, wherever he signs his next contract is where he's going to retire. Yeah, I would say. I think yeah, got, no doubt. I think he's got another five years in him. Yep. Um, we move on. West Ham, no signings yet, but obviously the departure, the imminent departure of Declan Rice. Uh, they let go of Manuel Lanzini. His contract expired. They're not letting go of him. Arthur Masuaku as well. They let go two mil to Besiktas. With Rice leaving, does this leave an opening for JWP? Oh, that's a curious one. Um, yeah, I mean that would, he'd be ideal, but he can't be cheap, right? They're talking about Zakaria coming in. He would be uh, great. from Juve. Yeah, he he's like Suchek. That's definitely a good replacement there. They're yeah, linked, I think that would be ideal. They're linked with Harvey Barnes as well, and uh, Edmund Teps Tepsoda. Tepsoda, but yeah, he's a center back. Right, he's linked there as well. They are. They do have a lot of center backs already in the team, and Zuma, Ogbonna, uh, Aguerd, and Carer. Uh, they have a lot of center backs already. Yeah, those are decent center backs too. They just kind of all played like shit last year. Uh, I think Kufal, his contract expires today. Yeah, he said no. Um, allegedly. Yeah, so they're they're thin at right back. So defensively, they could use some people. Uh, Kyle Walker Peters is available from Southampton too. Um, but yeah, West Ham's a weird team because uh, they're keeping Moyes on after last year. They really struggled, and I don't know what direction they're going to go. The Skamaka move from last year fell through, so maybe they bring in another striker with Antonio. No. What was that? I lagged. I was lagging. What's going on? Oh, I was just saying the Skamaka move last year fell through. Oh, yeah. And maybe they need another striker signing. They they do have Danny Ings with Antonio. 
<laughs> so just some more competition. Ben Rama was a key guy for them. Bowen had a bit of a drop-off here. Uh, they do have Cornet, who played a minimal role last year. He's another guy who could step up. I think the best thing that they could do is try and use uh, Maxwell Cornet in there. I don't. I think like for sure, as much as I like Mikel Antonio, I, I know I'm on record throughout the history of the show as being a big Mike Stan. Uh, he's a bit cooked. His touch on the ball has turned to he like milk, old milk. He moves like mayonnaise. Um, I just think he's he's lost a touch and he he does get injured. So that's that's not necessarily something that's gonna work out for them in the long term. Cornet, on the other hand, I think is a player that could be that sort of guy. Uh, he is physical, he is quick, and he has a decent boot uh, as well. So I I'd like to see Cornet there or Cornet. I I always switch how I pronounce it, but uh, he could be sick there, and I don't. You know, the Skamaka thing was just a huge disaster. So uh, I would like to see either Corne or there was word about Tammy Abraham as well, but I, I can't see them splashing uh, all of that in a straight swap for Skamaka. Yeah. and you, we That's might... just not going to happen. I don't think Rommel would do that. Yeah. And we talked about a couple weeks ago with Abraham picking up that injury. So he's out until like November, December. Yeah. So that would be a, a long-term type of thing, not instant. And, uh, Last team, Wolves, the team I'm probably most worried about. They, they've they only made Bubakar Traore's move permanent, defensive mid from Mets for 11 mil. But they lose Ruben Neves. They lose Jao Moutinho. They lose Diego Costa. They lose Adama Traore, as well as uh, Mateus Cunha, who they loaned in from Athleti. They, yeah. they really don't really have much in this team. Uh, they're not linked with anybody currently, but they are. They, we, you already mentioned Nathan Collins linked for Brentford, as well as Connor Cody, maybe linked with with Leicester. It's the percentage on here is like ninety five percent. So he's on the outs. We saw him with Everton last year, and he's not. He doesn't fit in the current Wolf system. He normally plays in a back three. So I don't know. I don't know. And then obviously the rumors with Lopetegui. So, yeah, there's a lot of problems with this team right now, and it, I, it's I don't know how they solve it in one window. Yeah, I don't really think they can. I think like Wolves have kind of worked themselves into such a shit spot that there's like there's no way, there's just no way that Wolves are even remotely competitive this year. I, I just think that they've completely fucked it. Yeah, because I look at this roster overall, and it's just like I just hate it. I mean, yeah, I exactly. I hate it. That's the exact thing that I I feel. It's just shit. There's a lot of opportunities for these guys to step up, but I don't I don't see the the core group of this team getting it done. I mean, with Neves leaving for Saudi is a main sign of where things are at in this club. I mean, he's been wanting to leave for two three years now since they yeah. dropped off. So. Um, Definitely a number nine issue. They have a crisis there with Jimenez not being in his form. Costa was a, a bust of a signing. And uh, Adama Traore was like a, a spark and a bit of an anomaly in the Premier League. With just his physique and his build in this team, who was a massive game changer, who could change things up for them in an instant. But other yeah. than that, they have pretty pretty mid-talented te mid team. Yeah. 
I agree. It's just very average. And what's the point of being in the Premier League if you're not going to uh, try and contend or try and improve? I feel like Wolves have been steadily going down instead of going up. And like at this point, let, let me get somebody else in. Like, let me see them go down and maybe they have to innovate a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And they're going to lose Lopetegui as well. Like that's going to happen for sure. They've already come out and said that's not happening, but I don't know. I'll fucking believe that when I see it. If if things don't start well for them in their first five games, I think he decides to leave and just. He's, I think he's going to quit. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we've seen managers in the past not believe in their systems and just leave and cut it short. But absolutely, this is definitely one I would maybe cut ties on. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's every team that went a lot longer than I thought it was. Hour sixteen. Uh, Odd. cutting into the, to sleep my eyes are getting heavy this is the latest we recorded but um i'm glad we did it now rather than first thing in the morning because i want to sleep in but yeah i would have been smoked man there was no way i was making that call time no <laughs> way <laughs> so um appreciate everybody listening to i guess our second transfer talk episode next episode will be in july when we're going to have footage of preseason starting for a lot of teams. So we're going to have, we're going to have an idea of what teams training looks like. And then um, everybody's going to fly off to their preseason games too. So we're entering great times preseason um, future episodes of uh, NFL is going to be starting up soon too. preseason training camp. So uh, things are picking up around here and um, yeah. Anything else to add, Evan? No, that's it. Uh, thank you guys very much for watching. Uh, check us out on social media. That's it. All right. Until then, we'll talk to you next time. Take care.